Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. Merry Christmas and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and I am Dot's daughter. And every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, we are continuing to talk about the birth of Jesus. And we ask the question, why did Jesus come as a man? He could have done this a thousand different ways, but why did he choose to come as a man in humanly form? So I actually learned a lot in this episode, and we hope that you do too. So pull up a chair and listen in, and we are so glad that you are here. Hey, Kara. Hi, Mom. We are in the middle, December 8th. How are you doing on your Christmas shopping? Oh, totally done. Yeah. Just right. kidding. I'm never, I'm never early on anything. Mm-hmm. Not Christmas no. shopping or... Anything. Uh, anything. Yeah. So... And I know you are not as well because I help you with yours. (laughs) That's right. And I'm very thankful. And, um, you know, last week we talked about how that Jesus came to die. And, uh, you know, it was one of those moments of where I was reflecting on my mom and how that she had received Jesus and how Mm -hmm. God had allowed me to uh, ask her if she knew him and You know, uh, as I went on through the week and started thinking about the birth of Christ, and I uh, thought, well, you know, even this week, we definitely want to continue because we can't get enough of the the story of Jesus. We get so caught up in our shopping and all the things Mm -hmm. that we have to do. uh, It's just hard to reflect what's the real meaning and the real purpose of Christmas. We just get caught up in everything that we're going to do and not think about why and who we're celebrating and stuff. Right. You know, as I think about the different uh, Gospels, which talks about the life of, of Christ, it's, you know, mm-hmm. one of the most documented accounts of Jesus's life. I'm reminded, you know, I went to, to John. I love um, the book of John and how, you know, he talks about that Jesus is God and that yeah. he is love. But that's what's funny is the book of John doesn't talk about the birth. It's I'm glad that you said that, even though you didn't know <laughs> to say that because you did not know what we were going to talk not, about. No, you didn't. I just I but, just know that it's the only gospel that doesn't give an account of absolutely. The birth. And I'm glad that you brought this <laughs> great intro. Thank you. Yes, oh, you're so welcome. Uh, this is why I do this with you. Uh, anyway, the gospels <laughs> express. Yeah, they express a different emphasis in the life uh, of Jesus, and therefore they start differently with the birth. So John's emphasis is on the fact that Jesus is God. The whole book of John is to show the world, his readers, that Jesus is God. And because of that, he starts from 
uh, Jesus's life in heaven and then comes to earth, where Matthew, Mark, and Luke talks about Jesus's life and it begins with being on earth, his birth, earth. But John talks about that it is Jesus that came from heaven to earth. And um, it says, and in the beginning was the word. I find this interesting. This is something we want us to talk about. Genesis, the book of Genesis starts the entire uh, story of God. And he starts with that God created man in his image. The Gospels speaks about God being born in the image of man. He was born a man. He was born in the likeness of man. And it's amazing thought in my mind is uh, thinking about God and to take the time to leave heaven. We talked about that last week, too, about how that Jesus emptied himself, became a man, and how that he didn't find it equality with God something to be grasped, but that he emptied himself and became a man. And as we think about the birth of Jesus and start thinking about Christmas, we cannot let this go by without thinking, why would God choose to allow his son to come to earth as a man? To die. Well, we know that. Yep, that was good. (laughs) But... Why do you think it is important that Jesus, who is trying to tell us who God is, but he's having to explain to the world around him, and we know that even with the disciples, no matter what he told them, they had a hard time understanding what he was saying. But what if he wasn't a man? How are you going to, how are you going to get the attention of your children if you're not a person. What do you mean? A lot of people have one or two problems. They have a hard time believing that God, that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Or they have a problem thinking that Jesus is man. Like they don't put enough holiness to him? Like don't... They don't understand Like he was just a prophet or something? very important. No, it, it's more about that realizing that it's God, like literally God left heaven right. um, and came to earth. And a lot of people can understand that. They're like, okay, he was God because they look at all the things that he did, like only God could do that. But when you think about Jesus being a man, then it makes Gethsemane a little bit more understanding. Uh, when you start to think about Jesus being a man, and he weeps, or he rejoices, or he has compassion, then you begin to relate to him a little bit. You begin to see that Jesus understands sometimes our issues. When he was disappointed, when he was upset that Mary and Martha was frustrated with him Mm -hmm. because they thought that he had, you know, not cared about them enough to come when they told him that Lazarus was sick. Or if when he was betrayed or when he was abandoned, right. like we, he can How he feels. That. Right. He feels that. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus is warning your attention and he's warning to relate to you as a heavenly father, as a savior, it would be very important for him to come down as a man 
so that he can relate to us. So we know that he came to be our Savior. Yeah. Could he have accomplished that and saved us from our sins if he didn't come as a man? Well, I guess he could have come as a sheep. Because back then, the sheep... It would have been sacrificed. Sacrificed. It would have been the... That's right. So why didn't, this might be a stupid question, but why, how come all these sheep that got, how come those sheep didn't count to save us from our sins? Well, they did. They did. But they had to do it over and over again. Uh, that bl- The blood of the sheep. Why is it the blood of the sheep and not a cow? Or what was well, it about? That was just the custom. I don't really. Oh, um, sh- there were other animals. There were like pigeons if you were poor. There were other animals that gotcha. did that. But so it was just the custom. It was not, mm-hmm. and that was because of the day and the time, that's what God used, because the Jewish people would take a sheep. They were very familiar, and the sheep was very, um, there were a lot of sheep. And so right. we know that when uh, you know God makes an announcement, He talks to the shepherd. But the point is the blood. The point is the blood. Right. So yeah, that's my, that was my next question is, so as I've under, you know, Jesus, the reason Jesus's death, I guess, for lack of a better word, counted as mm-hmm. paying for our sin is because, yes, is because he was perfect too. He was mm-hmm. sinless. He was blameless. And so if he had sinned, well, one, he would have been God, but if he had sinned, it would the payment wouldn't have counted. That's correct? right. Yeah. It'd be like me um, dying for you. I can't, I, I can't die for your sins. Right. So I guess that's my like, is I'm like, well, so a sheep, a sheep doesn't have a soul to sin. Well, all I know is is, is, (laughs) it it, it was more the blood. The more, it it was more that they knew it's just like Exodus, where you go and you shed the blood of an animal and it had to be perfect. It had to be the best of the, you know, of the whatever type of animal had to be without uh-huh. any default or anything like that. And so it's more about the blood and it's more about the perfection and the and the right. fact that uh, Jesus was perfect and holy. But we have to understand that Jesus came as a man. And, and the reason of doing that is so that he could relate to us. So that when you're sitting there crying over you feel rejected, he's like, yeah, I know, I know I was too. Or if you're sitting there thinking, God, I feel like you're abandoning me. He's like, yeah, well, he actually did abandon me. He'll never abandon you, but yeah, but he did abandon me. So when you're praying and you want to relate to your Savior, the only best way to relate to him is if you can relate to him as a man. Now, you worship him because he is God and of his holiness, but God came as a man so that he would not be, as, as the, the writer of Hebrews says, a high priest that could not understand, that would not be able to, you know, understand your suffering or your pain or mm-hmm. your He would you be know, able to troubles. empathize. And, That's mm-hmm. right. And so... I mean, he was always... I mean, it says in the Old Testament that he is a c- compassionate God, so... He's always, it's not like Jesus made God compassionate or all of a sudden, like that wasn't a new attribute of God. It was, all those attributes were the same. It just was, 
manifesting bringing it down to our level right yeah bringing it down to our level not like dumbing down to our level but bringing it to our level so that we could that tangible like relationship like it makes that it makes the relationship a little bit deeper if you remove the truth that jesus is all god then he's not holy if you remove the truth that he was all man then you're not going to be able to uh, identify with him. The uh, temptation uh, where Jesus was tempted but did not sin, if you take away the fact that he was all man, then him resisting temptation would mean nothing to you. So when uh, you and I are tempted and we know that Jesus was tempted but he did not sin, then we know that as humans, we're going to be tempted. Now, Jesus did not sin because he was perfect and holy. But we, on the other hand, struggle with temptation. Mm-hmm. Well, and he understands that. And But he understands that. He understands and knows what it means to be tempted by Satan. Right. And so what about the believers to the, what about the Old Testament believers? What about They them? didn't have any, they don't have anyone to relate to? Well, they actually, God would um, really manifest himself in, in different ways, but it was through people. He would come as a cloud and a prophet or, but, you know, he'd show up with Moses and he'd say, you know, and they would hear God speak from the mountain and they would mm-hmm. have a different experience with, uh, with God, but they did not know him. They uh, knew that Jesus, the Messiah would come. And, and they had their own opinion of what that Messiah would do. And so it says very clearly in Scripture, it says he came into his own and his own received him not because uh, Jesus was not fulfilling their expectations of what they thought a Messiah would do uh, because, you know, he came as a shepherd. They were not highly respected. They were expecting a king. They were expecting to be taken over Rome and God was not uh, fulfilling. Jesus wasn't doing what they thought he should do. Instead of taking over Rome, he was turned over to Rome and Romans. And so, again, what we want to do is we've got to understand that Jesus would leave heaven and be born of a baby and become a person. I mean, when you think about that, to have a relationship with us. Was he a man in heaven before he came? Well, it doesn't say that. We do know that when he came as a person, he kept his earthly body, even though after the resurrection, it it turned into a resurrection body, but it was still noticeable. When he appeared to the disciples, when he appeared to Mary and them, they recognized him. So I've never thought about this before. Because I always think of I always think of Jesus as a man, but we don't know, and there probably is a good chance that he was not a man before he was born. Right, like Jesus was in heaven. Jesus is a part of the Trinity. Jesus was, spirit, it was you know, God, God, God Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and Jesus. But and who knows what we don't know what that doesn't matter. It's like well, at least it doesn't. It's just like we don't know what that means. But that I guess like I just never thought about it in the sense of with Jesus being in heaven, maybe he was a spirit. I don't know. But we do know that he was at creation. We do know that when Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego was thrown into the fire, remember, uh, 
uh, yeah. It, they learned, they said, body. oh, there's, a, there's like the Son of God. We do know that there were ways that uh, when Jacob was wrestling with the angel, that that was mm-hmm. might being the Son of God. It might have been Jesus. There were different ways of how he expressed and manifested But it's he not was. like he, yeah, like maybe a minute, but it's not like he was a man in heaven and then went back to being a, no. you know, fetus in the womb. You know, mm-hmm. like it's no. not like, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never really thought about that. I was like, oh, he might have manifested into a humanly form in the with in Daniel or you know, whatever other times in the Old Testament. But anyway, that's like it just is. I just was having that thought of like, oh, I just always imagined Jesus as a man, but yeah, like it doesn't, it would make sense that he wasn't one because if he was born, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then. And it says that he humbled himself, he emptied himself, and it doesn't mean that he stripped himself from dignity and holiness, but right. somehow this God brought him all of his glory well, and put like, it in a baby, put right, it in it's the body. Like God was like, okay, I will, I will choose in the humble way that you're saying of, I will humble myself and choose to almost like be constrained to this body. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and not con- and not constrained in a, he's weaker in power by any stretch of imagination, but constrained in a, I can only, I'm bound to these. I get hungry. To the skin. I get, right. I like get I'm hungry. Gonna, I get tired. I get weary. I get discouraged mm-hmm. because, you know, he would uh, say to the disciples, how long have I been with you? And you don't know yet right. that I am God. And so he got tired. So that's a limitation. Right. And that he, he would have never had. felt that before because God no. doesn't sleep. So as, but as we think about him stripping himself of that, he chose to do that. And that's part of him coming here and being in a baby, being dependent upon Mary. You know, as when Jesus was on trial, he said, uh, do you not think that I could call 10,000 angels? They won't rescue me. Uh, The devil knew that. The The devil said, I know that if you strike your foot against the stone, Angels will come mm-hmm. take care of you. Angels come, came and took care of him after he wept in Gethsemane. So mm-hmm. he had. Well, and when, the, when people were possessed, the demon would speak out of that person to Jesus and say, what are you going to do with us? Or why mm-hmm. are you here? Like, what do you have? Because he had power over them. So it was right. like, oh, what are you going to, what do you have for us? Because clearly we have to do whatever you say. Yes, <laughs> so. exactly. They would ask permission to do anything. And and mm-hmm. that's where, but that's all God. But if we do not see that Jesus came and humbled himself and became a man and, and chose to live on this life with limitations, with the... Uh, for us. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so as I think about, you know, um, the fact that he came, and then when he died, he chose to keep his earthly body. And it's not in the, the same way, right? But it, and it's but it, he looked the same. He's in heaven, right? He looked the same. He said, "I haven't been glorified." He told uh, Mary and them not to touch him right now and stuff because he's had been you know been glorified. He had the glorified body, and he went on up into heaven, and. They sat there and watched him, and thousands of people, not just the 12 disciples. So he had this heavenly body, but he literally 
not only kept his earthly body so that they would recognize him, because, and he ate with them after he was resurrected, after he died. And so as we think about this, what really, really does make me just be in awe of, of Jesus is that not only did he keep his heavenly body, but he chose to keep the scars. Mm-hmm. He chose to keep the scars. And I think, you know, you and I, when I think about my life and the sin that I have um, committed, I want to forget. Well, or even like the wounds, like even the hardships mm-hmm. that I've been through, even if it wasn't sin, but I don't really want to remember the pain that I've been mm-hmm. through or, you know, the hurts. I want my wounds to go away. <laughs> and you know why? Because that's exactly what you're focusing on. That's what I'm focusing on is the hurt and the pain. When Jesus came, he came to die. That was his choice. He wanted to do that for us. So when he sees the scars, he's reminded of how much he loves us. And we are reminded of how much he loves us. You know, it says that he told the disciples, look at my hands. You know, they're like, oh, it's not him. It's not him. He said, look at my hands. Look at the scars. And it was not only a reminder of, yes, I am God. And yes, I'm back. And yes, I did conquer death. And yes, I have defeated Satan. But I want you to always remember, I love you. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to die for you. I was willing mm-hmm. to leave heaven. Well, and be constrained to a body and be mm-hmm. and be constrained. I mean, I don't think that he was weaker in power, but he was constrained in power to some degree because he couldn't be everywhere at all times or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know what other, but like you said, sleeping or, you know, having to be dependent on, you know, his mother or that sort of thing as a child. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like, he had to grow we up. Really can't, we can't wrap mm-hmm. our mind around that. Mm-mm. Like he, he couldn't speak. Like Mm-mm. that's the other thing. It's like thinking about those days as a baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he couldn't speak, but he was fully God. Like it just, we don't, we really can't understand or comprehend really what he chose to do. And if us. you had that much power and you had that much ability, do you know of anyone that'd be willing to give that up? No. Every, we seek power. Mm-hmm. We're not, no, I mean, I use we as a very general people, blanket yeah. statement, but we, we try to, That's as what people we aim for. in our human flesh, yeah, like we want power, we want prestige, we want, you know, a name, you know, a notoriety or, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we're not going to, we try to get that, we don't try to give it up. <laughs> and I think sometimes we forget about that, that God wants to say, sugar pie, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you... You pray and you think, God, you don't even understand. It's hard down here. It's like, yeah, I do. Actually, I do. Uh, you don't know. You don't understand, God. They're they're accusing me wrongly. Yeah, I do. But God, you don't understand. I don't feel like God loves me. I feel like God has abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Sugar, I do understand about that. God, I don't think you understand what it means for people to reject me and for life not to turn out the way that I want it to. 
Mm-hmm. I do. And as, as we think about Jesus coming, and we just sing our little Christmas carols and, and think about him, you know, being born and angels, you know, bursting through the sky and saying, behold this day, you know, this is a beautiful day, a Savior is born. But when we think about that, why would, why would God do that? Because he knew, Kara, you and I would want to relate to God. There's something mm-hmm. in us that wants to relate to God. There's mm-hmm. that longing and desire in our hearts to want to relate to God. Mm-hmm. And if we just see him as this spirit and this power, but we don't know who he is. We don't know his character. We don't know his attributes. We don't know that he is love. He just doesn't love. He is love. Mm-hmm. And that he understood what it means to have sin and how mm-hmm. sin can destroy. Because that's what happened to him on the cross. Right. When he And he lived among, among it. I mean, think of not even as a man in a body, but his environment. I mean, he mm-hmm. lived in heaven. He saw the glory of God, his father. He lived in this perfection. And then to choose to come down here. I mean, that it, I can imagine it probably would have felt a little bit like hell on earth yeah. <laughs> to see. And because, and I'm sure that there was an element of brokenness that he continually felt because he saw the earth that he, they created mm-hmm. be corrupted and you know, I bet that there was an element of, I mean, just like anything, if you create something and see someone destroying it, and whether that is was the environment with the earth mm-hmm. or his children, you know, seeing mm-hmm. his children in this human-to-human contact of them not living up to their expectation, or not expectation, that's the wrong word, but not living up to their full potential of how or who God created them to be. I mean, I'm sure that was hard. Yeah. And, you know, um, I don't want to be... Sad again. I'm not trying to be morbid or ain't down, you know, Debbie Downer over here. But when my dad passed away, my mother was always such an, a positive person. And she just changed. She became just so critical and cynical and just obvious bitter. And uh, I remember Howard saying to me one time, like, this is just not your mom. Like, I don't know what's going on. And we would pray for her. And I knew that she was having a hard time because my dad had passed away. And uh, she literally said to me one time, you know, we were so happy. And I know some people that want to get a divorce. Why doesn't God take their husbands? I'm like, well, I don't know. I can understand your reasoning, but you know, <laughs> I don't think we should pray that. But anyway, I knew that she was having a really hard time. Well, all of a sudden, Kara, she started changing and she was her happy person again. And I was scared. I was like, I don't want to ask why she was so depressed because I don't want to get her back into that. But again, being with her at the hospital and having that privilege of being with her, I had to ask. I asked the conversation. I said, Mom, do you remember when Dad died and you just you, you were having such a hard time? And I understand that. But then all of a sudden, you just seemed like a different person. You were you seem happier. Was it just because you were just, you know, like going through the mourning process and you got over it? She said, oh, I never got over losing your dad. And I said, well, what was it? 
And she said, Darzan, I was uh, sleeping and I had a dream, and it was your dad. He, she said, I saw your dad. And your dad said to me, don't weep for me. Hmm. And she, say, she said that my dad looked very happy, and my dad had been very ill, sick, mm-hmm. and he was all healed and everything. And he said, Ruby, I'm happy. Sweet. And she said, I knew then that he was with God, mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to come back to this earth. Now, that's just my mom loving my dad. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be honest, as much as I miss my mom and dad, I wouldn't ask them to come down here. I wouldn't ask them to leave heaven to come down here. But God did. God sent his only begotten son to this earth because he loves me and you. Jesus was willing to leave heaven to come to earth so that he could have a relationship with me and you. So as we continue our journey down here and begin to think about Jesus and the birth and Christmas and celebrating it. We don't want to forget again what I said before, why he came, he came to die. But he came as a man so he could relate to us. So that when we pray and we pour our hearts out to God, you can almost feel him saying, I understand. When you feel like you're not loved, you've never been loved, or you've never been chosen, you need to think about, wait a minute, no greater love has this than him who is willing to lay down his life for his friends. He left heaven for here. And as much as I love my mom and dad, I would never ask them to come back here. This isn't the kind of world that I would want them to have to live through again. They just have to die again. But because of Jesus and his willingness to come down, we cannot miss this moment. We don't want to get through Christmas and miss the reason why he came and the reason that he chose to come as a baby, as a human, so that he could relate to us. There will be nothing that you and I will ever go through that God will not understand. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Dot Bowen.